This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 631 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and Surefoot Equine Stability Program. We are very pleased to bring you the Olympic silver medal winning team, followed by Wendy Murdoch with great news and an awesome trainer tip. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How excited are you today? I'm just so excited. I'm kind of (laughs) nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited. I'm really happy. The team, I mean, they have been, I'm sure, flooded with media requests and they've been so kind to come on the show and we just can't wait to share it with you guys. It's pretty fantastic. I know. I feel pretty big time, Phil. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) it's fun we're 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 happy to bring it to you guys but phil i mean you just had a huge show yeah it was uh we we talk about me going to horse shows you know every week and stuff (laughs) but uh i mean to be honest i'm super exhausted today but um you know we had a really great horse show and the weather was amazing you know it stopped being so humid here on on about friday (laughs) friday i had a couple of tough rides but i'm i'm a warm weather person so it was okay. And then Saturday, Sunday, I mean, it was, everything went almost perfect. You know, I love I, it. I had one bobble with each horse in each test, you know, where I'd like, oh, I want that back, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But they were, they were awesome, amazing, you know. So, and what actually happened is that uh, my one, so it was fourth level. I have two horses I'm showing at fourth level this year. They're competing against each other. And then one mm-hmm. horse won on one day, then the other horse one on the second day and then the third day they exactly tied stop they, it yeah they exactly I, <gasps> I said i sent you the photo so they tied exactly 68.887 or something and they had to go to the collective marks to break that tie and so i mean they were just both horses were really awesome and i've never experienced that before and one of them had to win one of them had to lose but it was, it's just an awesome experience and, and i'm so <laughs> grateful so cool. to their I, owners I, and to my team and to everybody you know we we celebrate when it goes when it goes well and i don't know how to celebrate when it goes pretty perfect so yeah, yeah. i mean that that is so cool i i'm, I'm not going to lie what you sent to me to nollaway come through for what you wanted it to cuz i you just sent me i thought i got the score i was like that's so cool um but i didn't see that they they were tied like that's incredible and i mean <laughs> i'm just happy for you guys i mean you guys we're in a much longer quarantine than we were and, and haven't been able to horse show. So to be able to go to a horse show, uh, is, is pretty amazing. So, and, and, and have a season cause this is your second one in a while. And you guys have a much more condensed season. Uh, usually it's, it, you're, you're just flat out, uh, July and August, sometimes September. And then yours, yeah, your season's over in September. Yeah. We got one more in September. I mean, Usually it runs from May May to August, but we've got an extra show this year, and uh, it's 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 great. It's great. I you know I love going to horse show and seeing all of my friends and all the other riders and just commiserating and chatting and catching up, and it, it's such a wonderful experience. And uh, truly grateful. 
I love it. I love it. Today's coffee day, but that's cool. We can, we can do <laughs> coffee day. <laughs> so I'm really proud of you guys and your horses. That is so fun. So, um, but we have a great show today along with Phil's great news and his awesome show. Um, we can't wait to share the U S team and their success with you. And we just want to make a note, the reserve rider, Nick Wegman was not able to join us this evening, but we are going to have him on in a later date. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a yeast, a type of probiotic. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it benefits your horse's digestive tract in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of something called brush broader membrane enzymes that are found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, tonight is truly an honor. And in the Olympic Games for Phil and I, we have the U.S. silver medal winning team, Stefan Peters, Adrian Lyle, and Sabine Shute Carey. We are so happy to welcome you all. Thank you for coming. Sure. Thank you for Thanks having us. Thank you. Uh, well, I mean, we have been watching you guys and all cheering you on. And so, Stefan, what was this Olympics like? You were the veteran on the team. And, and wow, just the whole experience. Can you kind of tell us how this Olympics was different for you? Well, you know, I'll try to tell the story without getting emotional. I haven't been able to do that anytime I told the story. So tonight, today might not be any different. But, uh, you know, we, we all had a could go in the Grand Prix, but as we all knew, the Grand Prix special was the team deciding day. And uh, Adrian went in with a super test with a 76%, and um, Mopsy went in with a 77 And at that time, we knew we had to be um, about 2.5% ahead of uh, Denmark. And in order to get the silver medal, uh, we needed to squeeze it another 1.3% further. And when Sabine went in, um, I was sitting behind Adrian in the grandstands. I was holding on to her shoulder. And with um, every single step, that, that bronze medal came closer. And we were just, even the bronze medal would have been just so incredibly exciting. And then with every single step that, that bronze medal was reality. And at that time, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't even, you know, I, I had to go. I couldn't watch uh, Charlotte Dujardin go. 
because now I knew um, if Sabine's score was 1.5% ahead of Charlotte's score, we had the silver medal. I went to the bathroom, came back, and I found myself within a, a 20 um, Japanese volunteers. I saw the end of her test. I saw the score, and I started crying like a little kid. And the all the volunteers started coming up to me, and I said, "Sir, are you okay?" And I said, <laughs> "Look, you guys, I've I've never ever been better in my life." And it was just one of those crazy moments. Um, and I went then to confirm over to the um, to the warm up area. Said said, "Haley, did this really happen? Do we have the silver?" And she said, "Yes." And it was just. One of those amazing moments, but one of the best moments in my life. Just incredible. And I'm so thankful for my amazing teammates and their horses. The whole experience was just absolutely incredible. So, Adrian, I was going to ask you about, you know, we've talked a lot about, like, on our show and with Sabine and, and with the Paralympians, the challenges of this Olympics with doing the extra quarantine and then the flights to Tokyo. Can you just tell us a little bit about all, all what that experience was like and how challenging it was? Because sometimes people don't appreciate, you know, what the riders and horses go through to just even get to the venue. Yeah, absolutely. This was definitely for me, the most challenging logistics of um, any games or world championships that we've been to starting with a week long pre-export quarantine for the horses, uh, which was in Aachen, Germany. So for us, that means already you're getting on a plane, you know, flying over there. We actually got there a little bit earlier than the one week so that the horses would have 10 days to rest um, and fully recover and then also train, of course, because you're getting ready for the Olympics. So we were there and then then it's the long trip from there to Tokyo, which was a very long horse flight. They had to stop and refuel in Dubai. We were able to have one groom, Morgan Klingen-Smith, who flew with the horses. And so she took, you know, detailed instructions from every single groom and rider about everything that needed to be done with her horse every step of the way. Huge responsibility. She did a, a wonderful job. And then even the flying of the people, our federation and Hallie are so amazing. At, they're thinking ahead, you know, so they flew the first set of people two days before the horses. And then uh, the grooms, most of the other grooms went one day before the horses so they could be sure they got through the airport, which is in itself a process. This is about three hours minimum for most people to get through the airport, through all the COVID testing and all the paperwork and that stuff. So they flew the grooms the day before so that they could be sure they were there when the horses arrived. And then the horses left, the riders stayed to load up their horses in Germany. Then we went to the airport and then we met up with the horses um, at the venue. So. For sure, a lot of moving parts, and it was uh, really beautifully orchestrated that they were able to pull that off as amazingly as they were. That's that's truly amazing. I think you know, watching and 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 you know, this this Olympics, we had some social media, we could see what you guys were doing, but I don't think people can fully appreciate all of the logistics that had to happen. I mean, it was it was incredible. Sabine, tell us, like, this was your first Olympic Games. Obviously, there was even more challenges this year with COVID. Could you talk about what you guys, once you got to Tokyo, what were some things that happened and, and how did you stay focused in your first Olympic Games to truly have the amazing rides that you did? Well, I mean, for me, it was um, obviously great to have Adrian and Stefan there who you know, were super supportive and kind. And um, I felt like, you know, I felt like home and I felt 
being part of it and, you know, equal and all these things, you know, sometimes maybe you get a little threatened or think you're not good enough. Um, and yeah, so that gave a huge comfort um, because I've been asked that question a lot. And for me, I haven't even thought about it because it is so natural because I always felt, I mean, I know both from uh, previous um, events, etc. And yeah, it was very natural. So, but then when you think about it, yeah, because they have that quality, it was very easy. I felt really home and just could focus on my writing. In terms of happening, I mean, for me, it was um, on day, I think two days before it all ended, I was thinking, like, really? Uh, can we not stay longer? And I really, really had a great time. And one of the things I did before I left, I had texted a couple of friends and colleagues that had been to Olympics and just thought it would be a cute, interesting and neat thing. I just asked them, hey, what's your advice for a first time? <laughs> what am I looking at? Or what, what would you, you know, what do you, what, what, what advice would you give me? And between all of them, it's, it was very clear to make sure you also enjoy this because of course there's pressure and you want to do well for yourself, but you also, I mean, now you're riding on this stage and you're riding for your country, which is an incredible honor. So it's a complete different ride and experience. So I really took that to heart and just the experience. Also, I've been asked afterwards a lot, like, and I watched my test the first time last week on a big screen and I can understand why this question came up. They asked me, so why did you look so, um, it's not sad, but serious after your Grand Prix. And I said, you know, guys, that was a job. I did not know what score I'm getting. So if maybe I wrote for myself, I would have jumped up and down because it felt really special, but I'm here to do a job, so I need to first know and have clarification from everyone that it was good. <laughs> so I just didn't let go. Um, but that's like part of when you say, what was that experience? I mean, that was the difference. I said, if I write by myself, I probably would have been much more loose. So just that responsibility, I really felt. And being... Yeah, enjoying it, but also being very serious. I just thought always, okay, don't go off course and all these. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all relate to that, yeah, I guess. We can yeah. all relate. Never been in that position, but just I can really relate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of performances, Stefan, we, we know now that you are super famous, TikTok meme, all of that. <laughs> so maybe I can ask you a little bit about, I mean, you wrote to a pretty modern freestyle choreography music um how did that all come about you know um we we saw the the producer come on and 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 talk, you know he gave a little speech about you know how he made the music so how did that all how did that come about well you know first of all you you mentioned that that i was famous the, the good thing is my horse is famous my my name was it was not rave so horse much, right Mopsy, 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 the rave horse. yeah the rave horse and and Mopsy's name became famous which you know i think is is fantastic that that my name wasn't even mentioned that much i i prefer it that way um but it it all came about when i tried a bunch of different pieces of music and 
uh, Akiko called me one day and said, Stefan, you know, you, you got to make up your mind and see what's working because it's, it's a, it's a huge mishmash of, of songs. And I said, yeah, I, I know. And, uh, I finally narrowed it down to, um, Hathaway, what is love and the Calabria song. So those two made the final cut and, um, it, it worked out great. But the interesting part is, uh, we did the sound check. Uh, the day before the freestyle, or maybe it was even, yeah, it was probably the morning of the freestyle. And I listened to the beginning of the music, uh, the sound, the volume sounded good. And then I listened to the music again on the way to the venue, which was pretty close to me getting ready for the uh, for my performance. And I listened to it again, and I said, uh, Haley, I gave you the wrong freestyle. So this was <gasps> half an hour before my ride. And this was the old freestyle that I actually did the sound check with. I only listened to it for a few seconds and I should have listened to the whole thing. So Hallie actually called um, Terry Gallo, who does the free, who did the freestyle for me. She woke her up at four o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. And then she emailed the correct freestyle. And while I was warming up, Hallie actually was able to get the freestyle to the tower. Of course, the uh, sound engineer wasn't very happy with me at that time, but he he did play the right music. So that was kind of a last second deal. And, uh, you know, the way it, I picked that music um, on parties before, um, I used to DJ here and there a little bit. And, uh, you know, anytime you needed to get a crowd going, it was those two songs, uh, those two, those two songs. And, um, we decided to put those in the freestyle and I still need to do a little bit more polishing on it. But, um, obviously that caused, uh, the, the interest, um, from, uh, also from Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg on <laughs> Kevin Hart's show. Yeah. So the, the, the producer called me up, producer Sarah and said, Hey, Stefan, guess what? This, uh, producer of the Kevin Hart show. And I said, yeah, sure. I said, no, 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 this is true. <laughs> you know, this is really happening. And can you uh, bring Mopsy up to to the show, to the Kevin Hart show? And I said, well, you know, Mopsy is still in quarantine. Um, <laughs> that won't be possible right now. But we could bring another horse up. And I mentioned that it might be probably a good idea to check with their insurance to have a, to have a horse on stage. And then they called me back and said, yeah, you're right. Our insurance said um, that that's not going to happen. But um, the producer, the, the producer said Kevin and, and Snoop Dogg um, are, are willing to come down to our place and do a little clip right there. And, you know, Kevin Hart, not being the tallest man in the world sitting on an 80, 18, two hand horse. It could, it could be interesting, but I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. So we'll see if that happens. <laughs> oh, okay, fantastic. that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a big fan of the modern freestyle music. I think it's, you know, the way the sport is going and, and how we have to innovate. And, and uh, I commend you yeah. for, for you know, getting some dance music in there. Because, we, you know, when we're watching a horse, we all want to be moving along, you know, moving along with the horse and, and having fun. And, and that's amazing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, either either way, you know, if it's moving, I think there's so many wonderful freestyles that are a bit more emotionally and move you that way. But, you know, if it could also uh, include a little bit of a sense of humor and a party atmosphere, it can be moving as well. So um, I think there's there's room for both. Um, 
for both kind of results. That that is fantastic. And Adrian, kind of on the same line, I'm not going to lie. I seeing you on the Today Show, uh, my niece was with me. We all were there watching. I mean, what was that like? I mean, that that's my part of my morning routine. So I love that. Yeah, that was such a cool experience. That was uh, our media people at USF are like so on top of all of this. They were able to get that like arranged for us. We had no idea this was going to happen until I think the morning of, or possibly the night before. And it was such a cool treat. And just being able to go and see their production, they've set up, like taken over a hotel essentially. And like each hotel room, you know, you walk down the hallway and there's one sign that says, you know, access Hollywood and one sign today show like all these different things. And you're just like, wow, this is crazy to see the whole production that goes into that. And of course, then getting to be on set was it was just so fun. It was such like a little icing on the cake because we were already so happy and we were celebrating and then we got to have this amazing experience and you walk out on the roof for the set of the Today Show and you're overlooking like this beautiful bay in Tokyo and the Olympic rings are lit up and it was it was all rather surreal, actually. <laughs> really neat. <laughs> So Sabine, we we talked about you know the the Grand Prix and probably Grand Prix special, a lot of team pressure. But then you, then you get to the freestyle. You know, like you've done a lot of exhibitions and performances. We talked to you uh, before about that on our show. So how much did that uh, performance aspect help you to put on just an amazing freestyle? And and you were fifth overall by the end of it. I mean, um, did that feel more like a performance to you? Well, honestly, again, I don't know. Somebody really hammered that into my head that I was there to write that special and the Grand Prix. So I did not expect to be in the freestyle. So I never did a new one. I wrote an old one from 2018, Nations Cup, that had a little easier floor plan. And the last time I've written it was at the Nations Cup. So looking back, yeah, I wish I would have thought that I could end up in it and be better prepared but it's not like that it's a bad freestyle I'm just saying so to answer your question I think it came in good that I've done performances because last minute without practicing I put two different elements in it Uh, two PF purettes to kind of gain a little bit on degree of difficulty and then again, not having written through it since 2018, I think I, I mean, I certainly was nervous. I'm not saying that, but I think it helped a little bit to have those performances and trust it a little bit and try to kind of measure out from experience, oh, this could work. Um, so, yeah, it was super fun and it, it worked out really well. And um, yeah, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Oh, it was great. It was great to watch all of you all. It was truly great. And so Stefan, kind of my final question for, for all of you, um, Stefan, maybe you could start is just uh, the competition and the level of riding was truly amazing to watch. Can you talk a little bit about kind of your overall feelings with that? Yeah. You know, the neat thing is I think we, all of us used to look a little bit more, especially me, in uh, previous years, you know, we used to look look more at the at the European standards. All I had to do is look at the standards of our trials mm-hmm. and look what what Sabine and and Adrian 
um, how Sabine and Adrian rode their horses at the trots. That was incredible. And, you know, honestly, I told myself, look, there's, there's no need to, um, to go crazy and, and try to be better, which I don't think I could be, but just to be, I was so inspired to be, um, as, as good as both of them. And, you know, I think that, that team effort and that team bonding, you know, the, the environment that our federation, uh, created for us, you know, it was, it was honestly another honor to dream, to, to ride on another dream team. And I'm so grateful, uh, for that. There hasn't been a single day where I haven't looked at the, at the pictures. I texted Adrian yesterday who made just a fantastic video and captured all the horses so beautifully and honestly, there hasn't been a single day where I haven't looked back and um, just thought about the whole experience with so much gratitude. It was, it's just simply incredible. So a uh, huge thank you to my teammates who inspired me like, uh, like nothing else. It was fantastic. Wow. Adrian, how did you feel? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Stefan so much. Our team was just amazing and it is inspiring to be around such great riding and training. And, you know, one of the things we're really proud of was that it, in the special deciding that team medal, we did not have a single mistake out of all three of our tests. And, you know, I'm not sure there was another team that had every single rider go clean. And so it's really cool to know that we earned that silver medal by, you know, by really being correct and really being exactly, you know, pulling every point out that we wanted in our riding and the riding uh, to get back to your original question uh, the competition was just fabulous. I, I thought the riding was so good, especially those top rides were just so inspiring. And it was really fun to see the harmony, the correctness in these rides and to see it being rewarded. And it was just an amazing competition for sure. It was, it was truly amazing to watch. Sabine, you know, your first Olympics, how did you feel with that, with, with the competition and, and watching? Because it was inspiring for all of us. Yeah, it was it was clearly amazing. And a couple of things I remember, I mean, often already, I mean, I was so happy we had that quarantine. Maybe some others don't, but that was already like such a treat yeah. to be able without, um, you know, being on the competition time frame that you had time to watch and observe and watch each other. And um, I had my my previous trainer come visit and she sent you, I spent, had spent two uh, two months with him um, on a training grant. So he knows us. And just to hear also one of the things in the conversation, he said, you know, the Americans are really known for accurate, beautiful riding and um, beautiful. Everybody has beautiful positions. So that was kind of cool. I think I had shared that with uh, a lot of people. It was really cool to hear that, what, um, what, what image we put out there and not just us three, but he meant really that's already an establishing, established saying for the Americans. So I feel like really this whole program being picked up with all the different, um, um, you know, young horse program developing and high performance program. I mean, this whole pipeline of how we get to bring the best out of the horses and athletes is really shining through. It always takes a while, you know, you have that idea and you implement it, but I think the fruit, how do you say in English, the fruits are coming now from it. 
Um, and then, yeah, in in Tokyo, you know, depending on your ride time, for me, I I don't know why, but I watched Catherine before, and it in the Grand Prix um, because it worked out with my time with my rides and everything. And it was so beautiful and it really, her correctness, I mean, it really also inspired me just as a right before, just get that in my head to just don't rush through it and just take your time and really pay attention to good communication with your horse and not be distracted and all of that. And when I said earlier in for my teammates, I actually was thinking I didn't mean that I felt that I could have felt threatened, but rather not intimidated. They did not intimidate me, but like both said too, it's more inspiring. So anyways, that's just a little correction. But um, then in the special, I watched Carl Hester's ride. And that was just the same. It was like, my God, I mean, I always, he's one of my favorite riders. It Just the time he takes, the correctness, and you don't, see that much but when you know enough you do see but it's so subtle and also how he deals with a horse that can be a little bit spooky from what he has said it was just so beautiful once he went in the ring how the horse was just with him so that that's just also incredible and you it just being for three four weeks around that caliber of riding is just like a little kid in a candy store i mean i i, I as i say i didn't want to go home i just want to be around <laughs> that because it lifts you up it inspires you and again i use the word threatened but it's wrong it's you know you're not intimidated and yeah inspired so it's yeah i wish i could do that like every six months maybe for three four weeks <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, well, I, I can't thank you all for your inspiration to all of us because we were all watching and it was truly amazing to watch your insp- inspiration to me and Philip and, and all our listeners as well. And truly, this was an honor to have you all on. Thank you for coming and to interview. We've not interviewed a silver medal U.S. team ever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, truly, thank you all for the inspiration. And uh, and Stefan, continue with the internet memes. We love it and, and bringing dressage to, to the forefront. Uh, thank you all and congratulations on the silver medal. Unbelievable. It's thank been an you honor. So thank you very for much for having us. Thank you so much. Hi, I'm April. And I am Laura, and we are the hosts of the Rain in Your Herd podcast, where we help with building an online presence for your equine business. So this can include online marketing, social media, blogs, YouTube online memberships, courses, Facebook ads, and websites. We give you the tips you need to dive in on these subjects and also interview other equine business owners who are doing it well. We have a lot of fun doing it. So we hope to see you over on Rain in Your Herd. Well, tonight we are so happy to have our regular guest, Wendy Murdoch from the Murdoch Method on. Wendy, welcome to the show. <laughs> it's always so fun to talk to you guys. I just love it. We, we just get, lo- we get chatting way too much before we <laughs> record anything. <laughs> We're like, we have to we start do. the tape. Yeah, yeah. somebody's got to keep us in line. That, that was me today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you on. How have things been this summer so far? Well, you know, it's just been a really interesting year, um, but the, I'm looking forward to the fall. I have so much that's going to happen this fall that I'm really looking forward to it. 
Yes, it's so true, right? So tell us, let's get right into it. What do you have going on this fall? All right. So first of all, I'm leaving on safari on September 15th, and I have my two groups that we had to move from last year to this year because of COVID. So I will be on safari, uh, let's see, from the... The, oh, my birthday's coming up, by the way. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm so sorry. From, I leave on the 15th. I get back October 11th. And oh. in that time, yeah, it's going to be fabulous. I got so jealous. We're so Not going to lie. Oh. And, um, the game is supposed to be just amazing out there. But while I'm gone, um, Dressage of Devon's going to happen in Devon, Pennsylvania. And so we are, Surefoot is sponsoring several classes with uh, a starter pack of Surefoot pads. So we're really excited about that. I was hoping that uh, I could have a, uh, I actually didn't have some of my people there to give the prizes. So I won't be there to hand them out, which it's okay. Uh, I'll be on some. You'll be in Africa. <laughs> I mean, I I jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm really excited to sponsor some classes with surfboard pads, and I just um, I'm very excited about that. So I think that's going to be really fun, and I hope they get lots of pictures. Right? Somebody's got right. a picture, so I'm sure that will happen. I'll have um, just. Yeah, spreading the word of uh, uh, the good word of Surefoot and and all the amazing things that they can do. So, getting more dressage people into it, and and that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really fun, and um, we we did a um, uh, a filming at Felicitas's place in July, and I saw the testimonials that she gave. And my videographer, he's still working on the editing because we're we're then going to be going to the retired racehorse project event, which is in Lexington in. In um, Reese's backyard, literally. (laughs) Literally in my backyard. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's in October. And so we're going to have 30 second spot on the Jumbotron. So we've got to get our commercial finished. Um, Cool. So working on that. And um, in fact, I took a photo from that photo shoot, from the video shoot that we did at Felicitas. And that horse is going to be on our new backdrop for our booth. So I'm I'm not going to give away who it is. It's a stunning picture. He is so cute. So you'll just have to come by the booth to see him. But um and actually we're going to use that in a lot of marketing cuz this horse was just the most adorable creature. Um and you'll recognize him when you see him, but I'm not going to give it away right now. Was he um, was he standing on a stack of of surefoot pads like I know Felicitas Felicitas likes to do? We kept it simple. And so okay. he's on, on uh, hard slants in front and firm behind. We wanted to keep it simple because, you know, we want people to realize they don't have to do all the fancy stuff that Felicitas does, although it really makes a difference. But, you know, horses have to get used to that and be ready for stacking. So we wanted to make it uh, a picture that's a little more uh, in line with what most people would be starting with or or working towards. So, um, but he's so cute and he looks straight at you. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And we'll be debuting that booth down at Lexington. We'll be in Alcove A. And our hay soaker is going to be there, Reese. I, we what? Finally, yeah, I know. I'm so excited Stop about the hay soaker. It. I cannot tell you. <laughs> it's taken longer than I hoped. But Brad went out to Ohio and they ran ran some molds. And so he brought one home and they're going to make a few more just little tweaks to make it even better and easier. And then we'll be in production. So we should have hay soakers by Retired Racehorse Project. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. You know, because soaking hay is such a, it's, we had this woman call us and she was like, my horse has been in the vet clinic for a year. He really needs his hay soaked, you know, and he was, the woman was talking to Brad, my husband and explaining the situation. And then the barn didn't want to soak the hay. And I don't blame them because the way you soak hay right now is, you know, you've got a a bucket, you've got, it's it's a a real pain. It's It's a a real pain. 
you don't drain it enough. And the beauty of our hay soaker is you you Bluetooth it and you you can either hit the button on your phone or program it and it fills and then you program it for the length of time you want it to last and then it drains and you have fully drained hay that's easy to lift out of the soaker because it's fully drained. That's um, so cool. And so we're so excited about this. You know, it's been, we've talked about it before, but um, we just, you know, between COVID and some modifications that we wanted to make to make it even better, it's taken a little longer than we planned, but coming soon to a theater near you. So really excited. I love it. Oh gosh. That's going to be a really useful, a really useful thing for, Mm -hmm. well, for everyone, you know, for, for big barns that, I mean, I can understand it's a huge problem. And even for the little barns, it's. It's it's time of your day. It's it's messy and it's it's yeah, but so, so many horses lift, need yeah, yeah need it, a right? soaking wet hay not out of a bucket. A lot of people, it's just physically really difficult. Right? Yeah, no, it it is. It's it's a cool thing. It will be very very useful. I we we soak three horses hay here, so it it yeah, we're all like uh huh. That would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, cool. So so that will be at the Retired Racehorse Project. And we have, like I said, we have alcove, so we have plenty of space to have both Surefoot and the Hay Soaker. And then I'm getting back from Safari on the 11th. Brad's already going to be out in Lexington, and then I'm just going to take a day and drive out and then be there for the weekend, which is like 800 horses. It's a double event because they have- double year. Yeah, double, double year. It's talking huge. Talking to people who, who are taking horses from Canada. and Oh, wow. Yeah. Is the border open? Somewhat, yeah. You have okay. to get uh, have to get <laughs> your paperwork subject. in line, your tests <laughs> and your paperwork in line. It's it's more complicated than than it used to be, but um, you know it's getting there. It'll be great. I, it's going to be an amazing event, just amazing event. And then from there, the, in November, we're going to be going to um, Equine Affair, Massachusetts, and um, I'll be presenting. I'm going to have two clinics, and then I'm going to have two demos. So I'll be presenting, and we're going to have a double booth again. So we'll do the Surefoot and Hay Soaker at uh, Equine Affair in Massachusetts, which is, I love that show. I love that show because I'm from Connecticut. I'm a New Englander. And so when I get back up there and I see everybody in their, you know, backpacks and everything, it's like, I'm home. I just feel like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, These are people. my people. These are my people. I don't want to live in the winter up there, but these are my people. Um, I love it. So that's, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And the clinics should be awesome. They've got me in the big Coliseum for two, two clinics. Um, And it's the ride with a pro. So people can apply to ride with me um, and just have to go to, to equine affair to learn about how to sign up for ride with a pro. So that's going to be fantastic. And, um, Joyce Harmon, um, my dear friend, Joyce Harmon, she'll be there. She's going to be in our booth. I know she's presenting, but we're going to give her a little space in my booth so that awesome. she can visit with us. Yeah. So that's Oh, really how cool. fun. Wow. Well, on tour again. Yeah. You are on tour. Girl, right? I can keep, a, keep track of you. <laughs> and then we wrap it up in December with AAEP in Nashville, Tennessee. Woohoo. Oh, how fun. Yeah, oh, that city. would be fun. Yeah. So AAP is the American Association of Equine Practitioners. Um, we went in 2019 in Denver and Brad and I were so funny. We were like, well, it'll be a nice vacation if nobody comes to our booth. Cause we didn't know if vets really knew about Surefoot. And there were at least I think there were three or four lectures where they talked about Surefoot. And so we had oh, all so these cool. vets in our booth. It was so cool. Um, so we're going back. We're going to have a double booth. We're going to have the hay soaker and we're going to have Surefoot. And um, we're really looking forward to that because, you know, the vets, 
have really started to figure this thing out as how it can really help them and help in rehab and everything. So um, we're just really looking forward to talking to more veterinarians about Surefoot and and show them the hay soaker. That'll be a, a new item um, because, you know, when they recommend, like, I have a very good friend who's a vet and he recommends soaking and the woman's like, well, you know, it's really difficult or I can't. How do I do that? How do I do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's been really excited about the soaker and, you know, like stop talking about it when we got delayed. Um, but we'll have it there. So, uh, so cool. this is going to be a, you know, a nonstop. Fortunately, the, the events themselves are only a couple of days, but the prep work. <laughs> sure. And the follow-up I'm and sure follow-up, is, is en- yeah. enormous. But the good news is they're all drivable. So, you know, my trailer, which is a, it's a two horse with a um, side, a- side ramp out. Yes. Yeah. We're just going to pack it full of surefoot pads and hay soakers and <laughs> yes. Take yeah. Let's the take them with them. Take yeah. them with you. Oh, I love it. Wendy, this is so cool. Well, first of all, we're so excited and jealous about safari. I cannot wait to see the pictures. Everybody keeps talking about it. So we're excited. And then I can't wait. I hopefully will be able to see you in person. What? So I love it. And and so if anybody has questions or want to want to see you at these particular trade shows and or events, how do they find you all the good stuff? So, you know, murdochmethod.com is my website. Equine Affair is just go on the website. You can get it to fact that, that when I talked to them, they said people were banging on the doors to get tickets for Equine Affair. So we know it's going to be a huge show. Retired Racehorse Project, that's RRP. They have their own website. You can learn all about that. We'll be in uh, Alcove A. Um, but of course, you know, you can just always go to my website, um, murdochmethod.com or find us on Facebook, Murdoch Method or Surefoot Equine. And, you know, if you ever have any questions, just pop me an email at wendy at wendymurdoch.com. And I'm more than happy to answer questions about any of the products that we have. Fantastic. Well, have a great trip and we can't wait to hear all about it. I'll take lots of pictures. Yes. Well, Phil, I know that your stability stirrup leathers came in handy this weekend at the horse show. Absolutely. I know that, uh, you know, I've been showing with uh, Justin's products from Total Saddle Fit for a couple of years now. And, you know, the first revelation was the uh, the girths that he has designed that, that help the horses move better and give great comfort. They, they keep my saddles stuck in, in the right spot and, and keep the horses comfortable. And then and then the stability stirrup leathers are, you know, were designed and came out and now the riders are more comfortable. So, you know, between the combination of those things, we're performing at our best almost all the time. I love it. Oh, we love them too. They're great products. They're great for showing uh, anything that can give you a little edge. Uh, Cause it, like you said, you, you tied your horses, which is great, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it is tenths of a point or, or it is the, the 0.5 in the rider score for more effectiveness of the aids. Like sometimes when you get into championship season, that's what we're talking about. So anything that can help you sit a little quieter, sit a little taller. Uh, so we hope you really enjoy these products and, and the gross, everything from Justin, they sell at totalsaddlefit.com is fantastic. And they stand by their products as well. So we hope you enjoy them. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, we are doing the trainer tip of the week from Total Saddle Fit. What you got for us? 
Well, I was just relating back to my show experience. I have uh, students that I coach and and all, and I was just thinking back to the particular student. And, um, you know, this, this rider has been riding second level for a couple of years. Um, great horse, great rider, you know, but after a couple of years, you're kind of, you know, looking for a little bit different ways to make improvements if you're not moving up. And, and she's training well at home at third level, but we want to be really confident when you go to a horse show. So she decided to show second level again. And, and like we've talked about, it's been a while since we've been in the ring. So, you know, confidence is a big thing. Great plus. So, so it's, you know, at one point I said to her, listen, she's used to showing second level, but you know, I need her to ride more forward. I need her to, to, she needs to make more difference in her lengthenings and her, uh, in trot and canter. And I said, listen, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, we're not going to be able to improve or, or you're not, you're not stretching the boundaries enough. So I said, you know, don't worry about being so careful with the score and, you know, do something a little different, make mistakes, make different mistakes. And we can, we can carry forward from there, you know, I think, and I think that's great. Um, thoughts for all of us who, you know, we, we try to do everything perfect and then we end up riding way too careful and, and, and not growing and learning with our horse and, and make, making it, you know, making differences. That's, that's, that's what improvement is about is getting out of our comfort zone and, and, uh, making our tests even better and trying something different. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Right. But possibly unlocking new things and, and learning from them. So, uh, that's my advice is, you know, you don't have to you don't have to throw away a whole test or, you know, do everything different, but just, you know, try to open it up, find a new gear, grow and learn. Yeah, I love it. You know, I think that's part of it when you go in the horse show ring, especially when it's a partnership that, you know, when you first start showing a horse, you're like, oh, you know, I'm just learning this horse or how do they do in the warm up and how do they do and all that. And then you have the stage where you have shown this horse and especially you know, if you've shown all season, right, it, you're, we're getting into the fall and into the season where you, you would have shown that horse a little bit in theory. Um, and that's exactly right. Like if you're getting the same marks and the same mistakes, don't be afraid to try something new, maybe ride a little, uh, deeper in the corner. Maybe you're riding too deep in the corner and you want to make a change. Uh, that's where you're videoing. Uh, that's where pulling out the tests and looking at the tests, uh, sometimes when, you know, you compete FEI, you have multiple different tests from the different judges, right? Now, granted, they're on different parts of the arena and you can see, you know, but you really do sit down and, and go through those and look at those. That's so important. So I love it. Make a difference in what you're doing. You know, making sure that horse is really in front of your leg, not just maybe. Is he in front of my leg? Is he off? Are my house crisps? Are my walk pirouettes correct? Uh, you know, these little things, maybe go for it a little more in the extension. Okay. If you make a mistake, you learn something. Uh, so I love it. I think now's the yeah, time well, of the year. With this that, rider in particular, yeah. and I think it's such a common problem. She just needed to let go of the bit for, you know, you know, let him do his job more rather than just holding everything tight and, and trying to make it perfect. Then we're like, we're grabbing on the reins, we're grabbing on the horse's mouth, and then we don't give give the horse a chance to actually do his job. We gotta we gotta let let him alone a little bit. And and when you're going for a big extension, you can't be pulling back or you can't be holding on for dear life. And you know, just I mean, we always say try to relax, but what does that mean? It means it means loosening up your own joints and and pushing your hands to the to the horse's mouth and trusting him. You know, everybody's like, oh, he's got to stay on the bit. He's got to stay on the bit. He's got to well. Okay, the roundness is something, but the self-carriage is is really what judges are looking for. Not you know, not a tight bit with you know backwards in the horse's mouth the whole time. You know, 
it's a partnership and the horse has to be responsible for half of the partnership. So let them do it. You know, you never know what you'll get, you know, more expression, more ground cover, more uh, freedom, you know, all, all these, uh, all these words pop up, you know, in the test and in the directives, what, you know, you gotta, you gotta trust them enough to show it. Right. That's exactly right. I love it. And, and, that is, you have to train that. You have to train that at home, right? And and know it's normal to go to a horse show and get nervous. And we all do it. Uh, of course, you know, you want to do well. You're there. You worked hard. You're, you know, all the steps that it has taken to get there. And I think that's when you really do have to, cl- you know, really plug into your training and know, like, I, this is a partner. I got to let him do his part and I'm going to do my part too. And, um, so I love it. And and I bet as that rider got a little bit more confident, they were even better at the horse show, wouldn't you say? Well, she, so it was finally on the last day. She just was like, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm going to let it all hang out and whatever happens, happens. And there were a few bobbles, but they were bobbles in different different kinds of bobbles. And she said, you know what? I had way more fun. I was more able to breathe. I always at the end of a canter, uh, a medium canter and, or an extended canter, we all like we have to trust that the horse is going to come back. Right. But she's like, and, he, and then he did came, come back. And it was, and like, it's such a great feeling when, when you do, are developing that trust and, and, and really going for it in a test. And I think that's, that's my tip of the week is just don't be afraid to go for it. You see what happens. I love it. I love it. Phil. Great. Total saddle fit tip of the week. Thanks so much. Well, Phil, I just wanted to remind all our listeners about our book club we've got going on. And of course, I've, I've read it already because I really liked it. Uh, it is uh, Charlotte Desjardins' book, The Girl on the Dancing Horse. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I liked hearing her story and all the things that led up to her success, right? I think that's it. And she talks about some failures and some successes. And I think that's what this road with horses is. And uh, I think it was really cool. And I hope everyone will really enjoy it because it's, it's a great one. And as always, send us email and Facebook shout outs. We love them. Keep them coming. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably on Facebook and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and Surefoot Equine Stability Program. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week.